Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. It's Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. I'm your co-host Mark Kelly and hanging out with Phil as we talk about the three worlds of money. Uh, what they are and uh, understanding them and just how they might be beneficial. Phil, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? Hanging in there. We are fully ensconced in the summer. It's uh, mid-June. Yep. So it's hotter than blue blazes already, but that's okay. I will take it. It is. It is. It, it's gotten warm here, too, and the ACs are running. So better than loving the, it, though. It, that, better that's than what we're hoping for. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, so three worlds of money. So... You know, it sounds kind of interesting, right? It's like, okay, we have, you know, different, you know, what, you know, three worlds of money. It's like, I'm pretty sure I was yeah. only kind of one money, right? But so let's talk about what these are. First of all, just, just give sure. me the three worlds, right? Um, tell me what the three things are. Well, the, the three different types of, of money, if you want to think of it, would be the banking world, insurance world, or Wall Street, you know, the, okay. the stock market world. Okay. So, yep. So, what so those are the three worlds we're talking about. Okay. So we're talking banking. Insurance, yep. insurance, Wall Street, okay. and in Wall Street, or yep, stock, okay. stock type investing. So, all right. So let's do some pros and cons, best uses, sure. uh, misuses, maybe. Right, we'll do some of that stuff. So Absolutely. let's just let's just start with uh, banking world. Some best uses of that. I would imagine we would think traditionally, and especially again for our demographic, for who we yep. do the show and stuff for, um, emergency fund, basic savings, yep. money market. Yeah, emergency funds is a great use for that. And as we do that, let, let's throw in one other, um, I guess, characteristic of these worlds, okay. or just investing in general, there, there's kind of three characteristics that any investment can have. That's going to be, first of all, safety of principle, you know, so I'm not going to lose the money. Um, second is going to be liquidity, I've got easy access to the money whenever I want it. And then the third is going to be the, the potential for some growth. Okay. And the challenge with investing, and it's true to these three worlds, is you can pick two of those, but never three. There's nothing that's going to give you all three of them. That That's the perfect investment. And unfortunately, no matter what you hear out there, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah. when, you you know, so when we look at those those three characteristics, you know, uh -huh. the, the banking world gives us safety of principle and gives us easy access. So that's why, you know, having it for that emergency fund, that's a perfect use of it. Yeah, you got the so, liquidity, right? So you can get it, yep. to it quickly and easy access whenever you want it. Liquidity is fully. It. Yep. yep. I, what I what do you that. give up for that is going to be growth. I mean, you're getting 0. 0.0 nothing today. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. All right. So we'll stay with uh, we did some best uses of banking pros yep. and cons. Okay, so we kind of did a little bit of that outside yep. of the uh, I guess the the rates. What are some other pros and cons to, to banking? Well, I mean, the, the real pro to banking is just the, the ease of use or access, you know, it's there and safety. You know, that's really why it fits perfect for that emergency fund. Okay. Um, Fair enough. You know, the, the cons is just that it's the interest. I mean, there's, you know, and having too much there. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I, I okay. think, and I, I run into it all the time where, People don't know what to do with the money, right? They, right. I've got a couple of clients right now that they've received some inheritances. Their parents have passed away, maybe had a house, something like that. They've got all this money sitting in the bank and it's just driving them nuts that it's only earning next to nothing at the bank. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, what do I do with it? You know, so it comes back to, okay, where does it fit in your financial plan? Let's look at some other options. And, you know, those three characteristics, what do you want to have? What's the purpose of that money? You know, then we can go back to those characteristics to see where it fits. So. And that's really lazy money. Sometimes you'll hear it referred to it that yep. way. You've got way too much in savings. Just let's just say yep. a savings account sitting there and it's not, well, especially now it's not keeping up with inflation, obviously. Uh, right. I mean, even, even if, if it wasn't for the, the recent CPI and, and 4.2, you know, claiming that the inflation went to that, it still wasn't keeping up at 2%. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's always the, the, big con too to that is it's never going to keep up with inflation you know so we, back to our our buckets that's our our soon bucket i mean our now bucket so that's immediate access we're not worried about inflation we're, we're willing to give up that growth potential for that easy access that liquidity and safety right yeah makes sense i mean and that's why you do have to have those different strategies in place because you've got the now money, you got the later money, and, yep. and that's really where some of the, the worlds are going to come into play. So we'll Correct. go to the, the banking world. It's really kind of, well, it's pretty simple, really. So we'll go to the insurance world, which can get a little bit more complicated. So let's go to some best uses uh, when it's talking about the insurance world. What's some of the things inside the insurance world? I mean, obviously, the first thing that jumps out of your mind is just regular life insurance but there's others, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, the insurance world is pretty broad. I mean, a lot of times people think more towards that life insurance, but from a, a quote unquote investing standpoint, the product, the product that fits here is going to be that annuity type product. Okay. So back to our characteristics, this gives us the ability to have some safety of principle. Money typically is not going to be uh, subject to market risk. Again, Got to make sure the type of annuity we're using that, you know, as long as it's not a variable annuity, right. we don't have that market risk. Um, we're going to have some growth potential. So because it's an annuity, depending on investment options you pick, you're probably going to have some some higher upside potential compared to a bank type product. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to have to give up to get that is going to be liquidity. You don't have 100 percent access without a penalty. And, and that's the thing to understand is that it's still 100% accessible. If you really need the money, it's there. You can get it. Right. Yeah. It's just to get it, you're going to have to pay a penalty if you take over what's allowed. So it's understanding pros and cons and the cost mm -hmm. and where it fits, if it fits, you know, yeah. and if that's something you're comfortable with to, to, to put in your portfolio and right. use it. And what we would use it in is going to be that soon bucket. So we're spending the money sometime in the next 10 to 11 years. So. so you've got like contract links and you've got various different things that are going to play yep. into how to get to it. Uh, and you got to really understand what you're getting involved in. You know, I was just talking with a gentleman the other day yep. who, who thought he, he was told actually that he was in a, um, I think he's, I think he said he thought, thought it was a six, six or eight year mm -hmm. um, product. And when he went, he was getting a second opinion basically. And when he, when he went through the second opinion, they were like, no, this is a 12 year, you know? And so, you know, he wasn't, wasn't informed correctly. He was obviously pretty upset, you know? So sure. a lot of those kinds of things kind of happen. And so that can be maybe in the misuse category or just maybe that's misuse from a, from a salesperson standpoint, but how do we, as, as the, uh, the people that own these products, how do we maybe misuse these or not understand some of the insurance world? Well, it's kind of the same as the banking world, right? I mean, it, you don't want to have too much in any one of them, right? So if if 
where these fit perfect for somebody is if you're really concerned with market risk, you want some kind of protection, some hedge, mm -hmm. and how much of that risk you want to shift to the insurance company really depends on how you're going to use that product. If you want to shift all of the risk from longevity, let's say to the insurance company, then we might actually have an annuity that's going to give us some lifetime guaranteed income. You know, so we're going to not have to worry about whether we outlive our money. But for that, we're going to give up control. We're going to give up some growth potential, you know? So again, it's back to that. There's no perfect product, but there doesn't have to be. It's, it's not, and it's never one product, you know? So I guess if I, if I would see a misuse, a lot of times that's where I would see misuse in this insurance category, especially if you're working with an advisor that is only insurance licensed. I mean, that's what they sell. Right. You know, so everything that they, every problem that they see, the solution is an annuity, some kind of an insurance product, which isn't necessarily the case. It, it is an option. There's pros and cons to everything. And you've got to understand those pros and cons. Does it fit in my care, you know, my specific scenario? That's a great point because often, unfortunately, people don't realize that the person that they might be considering working with is not sometimes referred to as duly licensed or you hear different things. Right. They're not able to talk with you about the um, securities and things of that nature, which is more the Wall Street world, which is what we're going to talk about in a second. They're only able to really talk to you about insurance based products. And that's right. all they have a license to sell. And unfortunately, there are some times where people get into a situation where they're maybe getting advice from somebody who's stepping outside of their box, you know, and it's not appropriate for them to do that. So right. you got to be careful that you're understanding the, the type of person that you're working with. Are you working with just a, um, like a broker? Are you working with just an insurance salesman? Or are you working with someone who is a fiduciary who's able to mm -hmm. really cover everything and has to do what's your, it's in your best interest. Right. Yeah. And that's, and I would say that really, when you're looking at all these worlds, if, if the advisor you're working with, isn't talking to you about the three worlds out there, mm -hmm. you know, if, if the only thing they're talking about is stock, so everything should be a stock investment. Well, again, just like an insurance only advisor, maybe they're not licensed to sell insurance. So they, or they don't think it's a great investment. And there's right, yeah. a lot of companies out there that hate annuities and you'll, you know, you know, the ones that we're talking about. Got that, the bad word, right? Yeah. 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 You know, so they'll, they'll push against the annuity because everything's got to be a stock type investment. Well, right. and, and there's yes and no, kind of depends. Yeah. There's yeah. pros and cons, Yeah, you know, but my role as a fiduciary, I want to make sure clients understand all three worlds. Yeah, and exactly. not to say you've got to be invested in all of them, because I've got clients that are. I've got clients that don't like insurance, so we're not using insurance. We don't have to use insurance. Yeah, you know, it, it really depends on what fits. As long as you understand pros and cons, then it's your choice. Well, basically, at the at the Phil buffet, you you have the entire smorgasbord you know, right. to go across, right? Whereas some places they're only serving, you know, just, you know, cheeseburgers, you know, for example. That, that's right. That's right. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> three bean salad. You know, who likes three bean salad? If you do, I'm just sorry. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, uh, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. So the idea, right, again, is that we have these worlds and we need to understand how they kind of fit or how we might need to use them and utilize portions of them to make up our I guess our bigger encompassed, you know, retirement world. And again, right. for a lot of what we're talking about for our demographic that we talk to and that Phil serves and so on and so forth, it's really that arena because to your point, Phil, if, if someone is focused solely on, you know, wall street, we'll go to the wall street world here. Yeah. You know, they're, they're maybe focusing on growth. They're maybe just focusing, focusing on accumulation, building yeah. wealth, 
and you know insurance is going to give you some places to think about preserving wealth and you know the banking world is going to give you some of that emergency side and the wall street's going to help you outpace inflation and that's where all those pieces kind of come together for what right. you do to make that whole retirement world fit so that you're getting a little bit of everything and you're not just staying in one arena and that's why you need really i think a retirement planner absolutely i mean you hit it right in the head and that's why coming back to that whole concept of planning is vital i mean you have to have a financial plan think of it like the blueprint right built out so you understand this is exactly what we're trying to do in retirement how long you want it to last what the expenses are all the different components mm -hmm. Then from that, now look at the investments and make the investments fit the plan. Too often it's done the other way where, you know, you've got somebody trying to sell an investment and tell you how that works in your plan. Well, that's, mm. you know, trying to maybe take a, a round peg and fit it in a square <laughs> hole. It, it yeah. I mean, you can make it work with a hammer. It's going to fit, but, you know, it's not going to be pretty. So, yeah, yeah. If you if you've ever had to you know you know jam something in someplace when you're when you're building something or whatever and you're like you know that if you do this you're going to ruin it you know and yet you yep. end up getting frustrated and you just you know and then why and it's like ah, and now you've messed it up and you know and now you've made more work for yourself uh, to fix it or 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 if you have to fix it later that's usually the problem right right yeah because you, you know it's it not going to work long term <laughs> yeah you force it in because you're frustrated and it fixes the problem for today and then a year from now when that problem breaks again now it's twice the work or twice the cost to get it taken care of the right way and really i mean that's a great way to think about how we deal with sometimes with our finances sometimes we're so gung-ho to just either get it done or get it over with or whatever without actually really getting the right tool and the right setup that we have to go back and revisit it. And then it's just a bit more compounded. Well, that, and I mean, the other thing that plays into to the world of finance and making these decisions is biases. I mean, it's, you know, we're, we all have people we listen to, sure. you know, whether that's a podcast or whether that's a, you know, somebody on a radio show or a friend or whoever it is that, right. you know, you, you listen to and, we pick up biases, you know, if, if, you know, your friend has said, Oh, you know, I've got everything in annuity. It's the greatest thing. You got to do this. It's, you know, right. don't have to worry about the market. And well, they obviously love them and it's fit well for them and their scenario. Right. But even then I would argue you should not have anything, everything in any one of these products. I mean, it's, it's, right. sure. it, if at best should be a blend, you know, you might be more weighted one way or another, depending on risk and, you know what fits for you but there still should be some kind of a blend right. so now I, I agree with you you know and it's funny i mean in today's world saying that you know we have biases is very taboo right yes <laughs> but yet we do and it's we do about everything because we're humans it's, and yep. you know we, we get all focused and wrapped up in in certain political elements right this minute but we really do have biases about everything uh, and, it, and it's a simple, good way of looking at that. We have it about money. We have it about restaurant chains or, or whatever. Right. I mean, if, you go, if you go to a place and you don't enjoy the experience, you wind up telling people, oh, don't right. go to, you know, X restaurant because I, you know, I had a terrible experience, but they may love it, you know, right. and, and it colors their view just a little bit. And the same thing right. happens with money in the different worlds. Well, you know, you know, crypto man is where it's at. I'm making a killing in crypto. And so you start kind of getting that bias. Well, yeah, you got in three weeks ago and now you lost your shirt and you're you like, what happened? You I got was, you know. problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> now Elon may tweet and it may go right back up, but that's right. 
Yeah. You know, so it's it's all that kind of thing. And that's why, again, for, you know, our demographic and really I mean, just people who are trying to get into investing for retirement, you don't have to be 55, Phil, to understand the three worlds or understand how they might affect you. Oh, you no. They're doing this stuff when you're younger and it's only going to come into play later on. There's no reason why you can't think a little bit about banking or insurance or Wall Street when you're 35. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I would say that they potentially fit at whatever stage you're at, you know, especially the, the banking in the, the Wall Street world. Mm -hmm. You know, the insurance world, you know, arguably, OK, somebody in their 30s, 40s, maybe, maybe not, you know, yeah. you know, life insurance. Absolutely. Yet it's a different piece of that insurance world that would fit in then. So, right. right. Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it and just an understanding the three worlds. So against the banking world, the insurance world, the Wall Street world, what can they do for you? You know, how should you use them? And I guess the final question, Phil, would just be, what do you think the proper mix is? Is there any one particular blend or is it truly just scenario by scenario? Yeah, I mean, there's really no specific, you know, here it is. You should have, you know, 10% in the banking. It's and not a third, a third. 30 and it, no, or a 30. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there is no perfect uh kind of cookie cutter scenario right i mean it again comes back to that financial plan and frankly this is how we do it i mean we build out a financial plan from that i understand the cash flow need what are we trying to have our investments accomplish now i can take the investments put them in the buckets look at these three worlds and see what fits to make that plan work gotcha okay. you know so is there a perfect mix no there's there's not a perfect, well, there is a perfect mix for each individual client based on their specific scenario. Right, right. Is there yeah. a perfect one size fits all? Absolutely not. Okay. All right, good. You know? Yeah, so it doesn't mean you have to have a third, a third, and a third, or whatever. Oh. It's really individual breakdowns. And that's really where it comes into working with a personal financial specialist, a CPA, you know, a financial professional, basically. So as always, folks, if you got questions, need some help, reach out to Phil. Before you take any action, you can call him at 248 7530 It's 248-888-7530 or stop by philstaxhacks.com. That's com, And you want to drop us a line, shoot us an email. We take those from time to time on the show. And that's how we're going to wrap up this week's podcast with a question from Jerry. Uh, he was uh, over in Northville, actually. Right. So uh, he's, oh, you know what, Phil? Actually, you're going to some weddings. We were just talking about this prior to the podcast. So this is. Yeah, I've got a couple of them going to here. Yeah, so. the producers pulled a good one. I guess they were listening to us talk. Uh, so we have two daughters in their mid-20s. And they're probably going to be needing some weddings pretty soon, Jerry says. What's a good way to invest the money for an expense like this? We may need it relatively soon. I'm not exactly sure when. Back to the buckets? Is this? Yeah, there we go. Back, back to or? our buckets. So okay. it kind of depends on um, timing. You know, so I, I don't know, Jerry, your specific scenario if, if the daughters are already engaged and there's a date set. I mean, if you know a date, then it's obviously a lot easier to plan to say, okay, well, it's three years out or two years or it's next year, you know, that's I better personally, than next month. Yeah. Yeah. Or next month. Yeah. Next month. They're going to get well, going to have been planning month. if it's next month. So, right. but yeah, I mean, if it's, I'd argue if it's sometime in the next 12 to 18 months, even as much as you might hate it, mm -hmm. probably the banking world is going to be your best option. Just okay. because if you go into the investing world, that third world with the stock market, even if it's a more conservative investment, you don't have the guarantee that in two to three months when the wedding happens and you know, you're approaching the deposits for the caterer and all the other things right, and right. that the market's not going to be down that day, you know, or that week. And now you've got to wait for it to come back. 
Yeah. So you don't want to have that volatility when you need the money really soon. And that's where these buckets come into play. I mean, if it's something that, okay, they're dating, you know, they've been dating this guy for, you know, the last five years, I I think it's going to come, you know, he's talked to me, I just don't know what, you know, so sometime in the next two, three, four years, maybe you have a little bit more time, you can take a little bit more of an aggressive approach, you know, a little bit more risk. But again, still, I wouldn't go buy crypto or something crazy (laughs) with it, because, you know, you, unless you haven't saved for the wedding, and you're trying to shoot for the stars, you know, right. Kind of like going to the casino, but and then not, say, not a yeah, good option. Play it, then you're playing. I, crap. I'm not condoning yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're playing craps at so, that point, Jerry. So, but yeah, if you've got a little bit more time, you you can maybe take a little bit more of an aggressive approach to to buy some some upside potential because right. you've got time to to pull that back as you get closer to that date. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So again, th- we appreciate it, Jerry. Thanks so much for reaching out. Give Phil a, a jingle, have a conversation with him. Uh, he's going to, he's not planning weddings. He's just going to a couple of weddings, but yep. uh, obviously, you know, strategy comes into place. Hopefully you've been doing a little bit towards this, but you know, time's going to factor into any of these kinds of types of things. So reach out to him, give him a jingle, 248-888-7530. And that's going to do it this week for the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform platform you like to use. You can find all of that right there. You can go to philstaxhacks.com and find it there. And you can also link back to Phil's main website there if you've got some questions or would like to schedule some time for a chat about your retirement situation or retirement journey. Phil, thanks for hanging out with me. I appreciate you as always. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate we'll talk, it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts with Phil Putt. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.